Those right knees are pretty good at shooting people. They are. Yeah, they're pretty good at beating fucking boomers in wars. <laughs> What's up, people? Bread and circuses. I'm Caleb Salvatore. This is Nick Kohler. What's up, guys? Then we got our guest here. You saw him on a live stream with us the other day. Yeah, we went to see Dave Rubin over at UNL. That was a lot of fun. What's yeah, your name, though? I am Token. That's what you're going to refer to me as. From Token? Okay. I'm, I'm Nathan Parada, but I call myself Token on my Facebook page and in my uh, my podcast, The Token and Hop Show. Watch it. It's awesome. Okay. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do you call yourself Token? Scoot in a little bit. You got so like, to watch the show to figure that out. Well, Mainly because it pisses off SJWs that I'm not white. Is there one I in particular? Them. Yes, there is one in particular. <laughs> There's one in particular I have in mind. I don't know if your audience has We've any... name dropped him on the show before. Oh, so. what's his name? Sam Coppinger? Yeah, Sam Cockinger, like yeah. Talking or yep, I have him. no idea who that is. He gets so. really mad at him. I watch him on Facebook and he like freaks the fuck out. It's actually kind of entertaining. Dude, Why? He, is, he, he has literally about? told me that I am one of the most detestable people he knows about. <laughs> Why though? And it, what I, does he say specifically? It fucking just killed me when he said that because I almost died of laughter. What, what is his what is his Chris? Sam is like the whitest guy out there, is what's funny. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what is criticism of you. He's mad because he can't call you a white supremacist. I think that's he, mainly what he, it is. He kind of does still because he's an idiot. But no, here's here's his hatred of me, and this mo most people who hate me online hate me for this reason. Right. It's because I unapologetically go after lefties like right. crazy. I fuck. Going after feminists specifically is what he hates. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to fucking make all kinds of memes about feminism. Yeah. The one in particular I made was about the Red Dead Redemption 2. Do you remember the controversy over that where yeah. there was a feminist character in the game <laughs> no. that some YouTuber, it's a funny thing because this YouTuber would go up to characters in the game and mm -hmm. like murder them in crazy funny ways. Yeah. Like there was like a, a disabled veteran in the game. He yeah. picked the dude up it was and like a civil, He was like a civil war veteran like that didn't have like one of his arms or something like that. Oh. Uh, yeah. And like the character was put in the game to like draw sympathy towards them and like draw parallels to modern disabled yeah. vets and like you're supposed to be friends with him or whatever or but yeah I think he just goes off. up and he like fucking he, he hog threw him down him. a mine shaft yeah <laughs> <laughs> he so he goes up and he goes up there's a character in the game too that's like a like a 1900s like suffragist like original right. feminist right yeah uh now uh like the the plot of the game you go in there and you're supposed to like uh help her out or some shit but he just he hog ties her and feeds her to crocodiles outside the town yes oh and that was hilarious <laughs> that's and the it's feminist like, yeah yeah it's just like a Dude, joke imagine yeah. having and i remember that because people were mad yeah they were imagine mad. having such a comfortable fucking life that you get mad about how somebody else plays a video game yeah the game isn't made to be like done that they just did it as like that's this, pretty because people that's what people do in video games even if that was the point of the game was yeah. to kill feminists <laughs> imagine being mad about a game i mean yeah. here's, here's the thing though it's made by the same guys that make grand theft auto so they definitely have this kind of shenanigans right. in mind oh, when they make the game it's i think so it's, it's the same people uh, you know the left winger people complaining about that shit is the same way as like the right wing people complaining about you being able to like buy a hooker in a video oh, yeah, game back in like 2000 <laughs> albeit you buy the hooker and then and then kill her and then get all your money back right. plus a little something mm -hmm. on the side. Right. so yeah that's that's fine to, to the the feminist types or yeah. the drug use so getting yeah. back to the point i was trying to make what i did with that uh he there were all these people who were upset about that right. because they're stupid and sensitive whatever the case may be so right. i made a meme where i had a feminist watching the game being played and there was like a scene of a dude being murdered and the scene right. of another guy being murdered and they're like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Such an immersive game. And then there was a scene of the feminist getting punched. She's like, how dare you? This is sexist. And I posted that. And my uh, my good friend Coppinger, he was like, this is terrible. How dare you make fun of feminists? This, this, 
this NPC is a stand-in for all feminists. So by murdering her, you're saying that all women should be killed. And exactly. Like, there's a saying. there's a difference between that. Like really, those those are suffragists. They were they were legitimate, like wanting just women to be able to vote. Yeah. It's not like now where they're like making uh fucking false claims about like a gender pay gap and mm-hmm. like oh yeah yeah they're like trying to make all these general statements Dude, about how the world the gender works. pay gap's a real thing. Just the other day, I saw a homeless man. I gave him a dollar. Walked around the corner, saw a homeless woman, and gave her seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the uh yeah i you know what the difference is between that that like old school or stuff like that and like what goes on now and why people criticize it so much i think is because back then like like suffragists it was very very specific it was like yeah. we just want women to be able to vote like right now there's no there's no specificness behind what what feminists want it's like they they're just like they're saying like oh there's a pay gap and they're like okay so what right <laughs> oh oh the patriarchy is like oh what what then what do we do right and then they're like well that's have women in control but women are in control of a lot of stuff. So there's more of you than us. Like, yeah. You had the right to vote for like 70 years. Why? Yeah, just yeah. Fucking taking like over? 51% of the population is female. I think it's more. Now. I is mean, more? even just in like it's 50, yeah, it's about well, that's even. Like okay. almost 50, 50, but I mean, 50%. like women have been in politics for like like mm-hmm. decades now. Mm-hmm. Like women are do better than men in certain industries. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think there's something particularly insidious about wanting to fight a battle that's already won. Right. I mean, it's easy. This this is the definition of a first world problem because there are places in this world that need legitimate feminism. Absolutely. The Muslim world needs feminism. Africa needs feminism. China should probably have some of that right. because because their uh their two ch- was it one child rule that they have mm-hmm. people would have abortions when they found out that they were having a female child or the state would just take them and kill them exactly yeah. and then what would happen you'd, you'd you'd have such a horrible imbalance of men mm-hmm. to female that now the government had to to rescind that policy because the imbalance between the sexes was so lopsided that it was causing legitimate problems but the thing about it is in this country those legitimate problems don't really exist anymore they they complain about the patriarchy they complain about the wage gap which is really just an earnings gap not a wage gap at all well yeah i mean you take like how many months off from maternity leave you're going to be paid less i think that's yeah i tell you there's like a a lot of factors that contribute absolutely and there's and it's like not even true across the board though because like i mean there's way like more teachers out there that are women making more money than men are in like higher positions and like in the medical field there's a lot of women in really high like positions banking is predominantly women yeah bank like uh maybe not yeah yeah, like branch banking not like private and stuff Yeah. yeah primarily women yeah. yeah see i think this was a point that jordan peterson made about this issue because they'll point to like ceos being predominantly men and people in, in the highest positions of right. society being predominantly men and that's true all right granted but he made this point that was i thought was also very important look at the the homeless population mm-hmm. who is it predominantly men, men. Yeah. look at the the uh, people who work in dangerous dirty jobs jobs that people generally don't want to do yeah, coal miners who, oil rig garbage men yeah right. who is it predominantly men right. you know murder so, victims murder victims suicide victims prisoners yeah. yep people that die in wars you know it's almost always men it is and it's been that way my for the majority uh, of human history I, i've like i don't all those other ones are good the one about like people dying in wars i'm kind of like uh, that's kind of a weak point because it's like even if like we're the only ones allowed in war and military well, but when for they, a while when they let women allowed forced right well when they yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah, also they're drafted. We're forced yeah mm-hmm. well, well like, they, they changed that now women the women now they, have to the register Trump administration is fighting it though are they well they haven't yet i thought they said that congress had passed it already it, it is not a law i, I because I, I keep having to re- research this point, mm. it's not a law yet. I love the fucking <laughs> I mental. Be soon. I love the <laughs> mental gymnastics that feminists use to argue that they shouldn't have to register for the draft, but men should. I think those are hilarious. But see, that's the thing about it because I agree with them that they shouldn't have to. Yeah, register neither should for I that. though. Yeah, yeah oh, I, I shouldn't think so. Don't they they want to be all equal and everything. No, no, he's, he's saying nobody should have to register. Oh. He's saying to get rid of it. See, that's, well, we don't. I mean, you only have to register for it. They only enact it if they absolutely need to. Yeah, right? but my my point at all is that I don't believe that the draft is constitutionally legal or morally justified in the first place. So my argument would be. 
nobody should have to register. And if the country needs soldiers, people need to volunteer to fight fight it. I agree. The, 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 there's two problems with that. One, uh, where they're saying the Constitution that they can't draft. That's had in the draft like forever. Constitution bans slavery. The Tenth Amendment. What's the well, Tenth Amendment? The Tenth Amendment says that if it's a power not given to the government, then they can fuck off more or less. What? Yeah. What is it? What is it? Say specific. I'm not learned. Well, I'm not that. It, it, it states I'm. I may be off a little bit, but I'm not verbatim. But it essentially says any powers not granted to the government by the states is hereby retained by the people in the states. And nowhere in the Constitution is the federal government given the right to draft people into its armies. Well, and there's that. Well, and I and the 13th on the Amendment uh, bans slavery. For, it's forced labor. And it's dangerous forced labor. It's but they pay like, them really, really well. But it's it not like saying go out and clean the streets. Like when people talk about forced, you know, like mandatory servitude for two years after high school or whatever. Yeah. It's not like they're saying go out and pick up the park or go out. It's like they're saying go out and get fucking shot at. Like it's completely different. Yeah. And so, and the, the as to pay, that hasn't even been true in any of our wars. I mean, none of the people who were drafted were incentivized to join the military and fight. That's right. why specifically they were drafted. So obviously they see their labor as more, va- they see their lives as more valuable than whatever compensation the government was giving to them. That's why the government had to force them to pick up arms and fight so in the like first an place. economic perspective. Well, this, will, this is where one of my biggest criticisms of the libertarianism will be is where, uh, like, logistically, uh, if we were in a really big war, like, an entirely standing army wouldn't, wouldn't work logistically. We would lose that war. What do you mean? Uh, like, a long-lasting war of more than, like, uh, six months, like right. every other major war we really had yeah. against, like, a national force. is like uh, a standing army is really, really expensive, uh, and logistically more than a year we, we would lose because there wouldn't be enough people that would volunteer to fight in a long lasting war. So, well, I mean, if you want to say, well, if you want to say you're like anti like war, I mean, that's cool. It's fine stance to be, but it's like a standing army won't, won't work unless we're like fighting on you know, the Iraqi army that we can dominate in like fucking six weeks. That's or, not even necessarily well, true though. Like Modern warfare is not won by superior numbers. Take, Let's just say a war with China, for example. China has a billion people mm-hmm. in its in its population, huge numbers it can draw from. No amount of drafting in the United States is going to compensate for the, the numbers disparity. But the United States would win that war easily. And the uh, reason for that is because the United States has a vastly superior Navy and Air Force. Mm-hmm. And you don't need – the only reason you need the Army to go into China and fight at all well, – well, there's no reason to, to do it. Cities. You have to control the ground if you're going to win a war. The, not necessarily, because because the, the way you win, because you're not going to win that war. If if you're if the way to win the war is to invade China and take ground, you're going to lose because they have millions and millions right. and millions and they're huge cities. Too. It's the it's, only thing you need the army for in that situation is to defend South Korea from invasion, and you can do that because it's very mountainous and it's a very narrow choke. Right. You know, so a, a smaller force with technologically superior weaponry, which the United States has, can hold off an army of millions. So you uh, win that war by blockading the country, by bombing it from the air, destroying their air force and their navy, and then having that billion man population be a weakness for it because they still got to feed it. See, everyone, that, that wasn't necessarily the case, though, the last time we fought China in, in the Korean War. So the, no, the, whole, num- the whole numbers thing is like it was a stalemate. We... We pushed into Korea and uh, like really far north, and then China like got into the war and pushed us really far back, and then we escalated it, and then there was basically to like what the lines are now. And was there a draft in the Korean War? Yeah, there was, was, there was a very draft. limited draft though. The draft went all the. Vietnam, it wasn't a long was, war, was it? Yeah, it was, Korea. That was like a three, four year long war. Korea was four sure. years. It was a long. They, really? I don't think they ever officially recognized it as a war, and then they called it a conflict or something like that. Well, that's but, how they got. A, that's how they got around having because it was it was one of the first wars. I think it was the first war that the U.S. fought without a formal declaration from yeah. Congress yeah, because they did they the they justified it because it was a U.N. military action that we took part in. It wasn't officially mm-hmm. designated a war. So Harry Truman just said, "Oh, the U.N. declared war on them, and we're part of the U.N., so we can go in, no problems." Mm-hmm. So that's that's how they justified that. And because of that original justification, every war since has been undeclared and pretty much fought at the president's discretion. June 25th, 1950. That's July 27th, 1953. Yep. Yep. Sorry, it was that a long seems time. like a long time, but we're in like the middle of a multi-generation war right now. Yeah. And but I mean, for I mean, the, but that was like 
like a legitimate conventional war. Like we were fighting the right. Chinese military in that. In right that now, war, or so. didn't we start with Russia? What's that? Didn't Russia actually start that war and then China? Uh, I don't think we've had Russia. Russia, Russia was never formally a member of that war. They were more of a proxy supporter. Like, I think they think it was like us with like supporting the the. Uh, and then Assad and then ISIS again, especially yeah. back then, like, especially back then, Russia and China, like, and still to this day, they don't get along as well as people think they do. Like Chinese military doctrine. Well, back the then, enemy of my enemy is my friend is basically what they're going by. Yeah. But Chinese know, so. military doctrine back then was specifically designed around like defending against Russian invasion. Like they by yeah. no means got along. Well. I don't, I don't think it was at the time of the Korean war. I think it was later on that Chinese and Russian relations soured with each other. Because a lot of people don't know this, China considered the USSR the number one threat yeah. back in the day. Mm -hmm. Because they, you know, even though they were communists, doesn't mean they don't hate each other because you know, the only people that fight with each other more than libertarians are communists because they fucking hate each other. Russians are a different breed though. They're fucking bigger and they're like everything, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas. Like, every, like everything in Russia is really bigger. Like, it's fucking mm, they, they got, those massive-ass the dogs really... that they breed to hunt bears, though. <laughs> the people there are actually, like, kind of shorter than America. Americans are way bigger than Russians are, man. Like, the average well, American. Well, no, I'm not talking people. Diet. I'm talking, like, just the crazy shit they do. It's like if Texas were oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I saw a video the other day of a Russian guy. You know how people crush beer cans on their head? This dude tried to crush a vodka bottle on his head. <laughs> You know, you know how like them a huge wealth. You know how like crazy southern white people are, like mm -hmm. fucking boys from like Alabama or something, mm -hmm. like running around like yeah, the asshole America, and stuff. That's basically the entire Florida country. Man. Yeah, Florida <laughs> man is the entire country of Russia. <laughs> Have you seen that guy? Uh, he's in Orlando. He goes around dressed as the Easter Bunny and he fights crime. <laughs> no, you no. haven't seen that. This dude no, goes around in a that. giant bunny suit and. There was like some dude is outside of a club beating this woman up and it's on video and this dude dressed as the Easter Bunny just comes out and just blasts him right in the face and he hops on him and starts punching him. And it wasn't fake because this dude was going in on this woman. Like if they faked it, then props to them for selling it because her face was all beaten in and shit. But yeah, this dude is the Easter Bunny is running around. Dude, I would be crime. very disappointed if he didn't have Easter egg grenades in the basket <laughs> and he just threw it at people. I don't think you can do You can have grenades. Uh, you That's can one have of the things Flashbangs. I think right? flashbangs are legal. Yeah, in some locations. probably. They were. Yeah, I think smoke grenades are probably legal. You can too. buy them at fireworks tents. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's not. Until they blow up I mean, your this hand. dude does not have grenades of some kind that he's hopping around with in his basket. No. I'm very disappointed. No. <laughs> because seriously, though, who goes around dressed as the Easter Bunny fighting crime and doesn't think, "Oh my God, Easter egg grenades? That's a great idea." <laughs> well, like fucking um, those smoke bombs, like how. How much we regulate everything in this country, the fact that fireworks are pretty much just left alone is kind of funny to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, But I do remember when they freaked out and they banned those black snakes because some idiot kid ate one. Like, you know what, man? And I, I should ban gasoline, too. Right. Drink that. And Can't fucking. Well, what was it? South Carolina, they made them change how, uh, like, the, the color for antifreeze or the, the smell for antifreeze because it smells so sweet. Really? Because some idiot South fucking Carolina kid drank it. South Carolina, <laughs> even was, worse. This Same is thing. The, uh, this is what we call the Tide Pod effect. Yeah, exactly. Where some dumbasses eat Tide Pods, and now you got to make them illegal. Tide or the, the, the plastic straw effect. I don't think it's any different than the boomer kids choking on marbles like a bunch of fucking, <laughs> fucking dumb boomers. Yeah. <laughs> like every every generation of young children have been fucking retarded. Kids are just idiots. Yeah, kids are when fucking stupid. Gen X, they used to take mercury out of thermometers and yeah. fucking eat it and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's my favorite thing about the generational warfare. I think we were kind of talking about it the other day. Mm -hmm. Was people that get super butt hurt about music. Yeah. They're like, oh, you listen to these kids or these rappers, they talk about smoking weed. I'm like, okay. Meanwhile, your playlist is full of Motley Crue, who were heroin addicts. Yeah. So it's like, who would you rather Dude babysit? fucking died. Right. Because he right. was a heroin addict. Who would yeah. you rather babysit your kid? At the height of their drug use, Snoop Dogg or Nikki Six? Like, let's yeah. figure that one out. Probably Snoop Dogg. It's, yeah, you know? let's, like, let's go watch all the live showings of like Aerosmith, where they were all high and drunk, on, right? Uh, yeah, fucking yeah, throwing heard, up on the crowd. What's, what's the main singer on Aerosmith? Uh, Steven Steven Tyler. Tyler. I heard him on Joe mess. Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't listen to the goddamn thing because it was like, what the fuck His is this voice is talking so about? So scratchy too. It, it's gone. He's absolutely insane. Oh. It's like he's high twenty four seven. 
Like, yeah. I'll, I'll look. No, he's sober now. But like well, the drugs of this, yeah, show. thirty years of just was he smoking alcohol. weed on Rogan? I don't know. He was done. He something. swears that he's off alcohol and drugs, but when you it's destroyed his brain. Yeah, thirty point. years of alcohol and drug abuse have taken their effect. He what? He's a permanent yeah. high. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's achieved nirvana. Not the stoners. not the funny high too. Yeah, the, the like stone face. Yeah. <laughs> his, his body has absorbed so many drugs. I feel like years. that's a Seth Rogen movie. Just, just trying to find the permanent high. <laughs> and his cells are actually comprised of, of alcohol, th- pure proteins. THC, yeah, yeah, THC proteins <laughs> and everything. <laughs> You're right there. There is there is a very there is a very strong generational type. What do I want to call it? Warfare. It's definitely yeah, a war. It's being, I guess you can call it I call it, it a big circle jerk. That's what it's more like. See, everyone's just like, oh, fucking boomers. Ah, fucking millennials and Gen Xers are just kind of sitting there. The Zoomers. Like, no, yeah, people make fun of getting, the Zoomers. Just Who's enough. the Zoomers? That's the Gen Z. Oh, the young kids? Yeah. Like 18-year-old like and younger? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think now it's the like Zoomers are starting now. to turn yeah, 21. 21 yeah. Are they? I think is is yeah. that the nickname for them? The Zoomers? I think because yeah, 96 is the last year you can be considered a millennial is like the official definition. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the Zoomers are it would be anything like 22 and up. Mm. So... Well, down. 22 and down. Well, 22 yeah. and down, yeah. So, like, I, I I admire that millennials aren't so harsh on them like boomers were and, you know, in Gen X. Yeah. See, I don't know if, if boomers were harsh on younger people when they were in their 30s. Yeah. See, when you get older, you kind of look down at younger people and be like, oh, well, everything was awesome when I was yeah. your age. You're it, as long as you're awesome. white. It seems to be well. It seems to be like they have the harsher criticisms of two generations lower than them, like yeah. before or after them. Because so like, Gen X really doesn't get ignored. The Gen yeah. Xers, Gen no, Xers they get ignored. The Gen Xers are the ones that are like making fun of like the oh Takashi Six Nine. Oh, oh, they are. Yeah, they are. They oh, Tide Party, Tide Party. Yeah. At least my generation didn't eat laundry soap. You're right. Party, like, I, I, I highly <laughs> it's just that YouTube and Facebook didn't exist back then. Well, it's so like you couldn't advertise yourself being a dumbass to the whole world. Yeah, and they still Six were. People too. eat a fucking Tide Pod, and it defines a whole generation. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, that's kind of funny. Tide the Tide Pod challenge. It's not just that. Do you remember the uh, the condom snorting challenge? <laughs> that was years. Uh, of, that was millennials, though. That, no, was, that us. was millennials. <laughs> what are you a millennial? Or are you? Yeah, technically, okay. yeah, I'm you're a millennial. millennial. Wow, you fucking lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the cutoff. Is, I think it's I like because Lindsay, our friend Lindsay, is like the last year. It's like, I think it's like 85, 86 yeah. to like mid. It's like mid eighties to like mid nineties. Yeah, something like that. It's okay. So basically, basically, if you were like old enough to re- remember 9 11, like that's kind of like the cutoff. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> if you were in old is Mike because he, he is the last Knievel, yeah. Oh, oh the winner of our whatever Mike is, that's the cutoff because we laughed about that one time. Really? He's <laughs> almost a Gen Xer. That's. I don't know. My dad's like hardcore Gen Xer, and he's like fifty now. He's like the stereotypical Gen Xer. Like, does he hate millennials? Uh, he doesn't hate millennials. He, yeah, he actually talks more shit on Zoomers. I hear. Yeah, he's like, he's not like kids are classics. You can fact check me on this, but I think Gen Xers have never had a president. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, was Obama, Obama considered a Gen X? Or was Obama a boomer? I don't think so. Because he was you in the fact at me, but I don't no, no. think they have. No, yeah, he is because my mom was born in 1970, and I'm pretty sure he was like a couple years older than her. Yeah, right? my mom's and a Gen Xer too. So is my dad. I'm pretty sure Obama was a Gen Xer. Yeah. It's it's really easy to kind of define each generation by the well not now but like each generation by the war they fought through so the Gen yeah. Xers were like the Desert Storm cats. We've already commented on the Boomers' wars, yeah. <laughs> our lack of wins. Yeah, at least the Gen Xers won their wars. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Gotta have those fucking participation trophy hats yeah. walking around. Well, well, millennials. The millennials. The Gen Xers also had easier they did have some pretty what do they have they had they weren't asked to go out into the fucking jungle swamp and hunt down tree people (laughs) what was the one where they like the college kids were trapped what was that one called uh i don't know you know joe genoa maybe or geneva Geneva. i don't know not geneva 
the college Granada? kids were tra- Granada. Granada, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it was. Yep. yep, it lasted like three days. Yeah, those yeah. are the Gen X. Those were really, you know, it's weird to kind of like call those wars. There was more of just like the U.S. military kind of flexing on like shitty third world military. That's true. And yeah, and then like, <laughs> and then like making so Serbia and, and and Bosnia weren't fucking each other up all the time. What? Uh, so Gen X starts at like 63. Obama was born in 61. Oh, so Obama's yeah, a boomer. So he's too. a boomer technically. Wow. So, yeah. There has not been a Gen X president. Never there a Gen probably won't be. How no, you're probably right that? because it'll probably ship. Because we're looking right now, it's probably going to be Trump or Biden or Bernie, right? And they're all boomers. Mm-hmm. Fucking God help us all. And then after that, I mean... They maybe, won't go away. Be- Beto and... Tulsi, people like Beto's that. Beto's got to be a Gen Xer. There's no way. He's Gen like 38 Xers. or something. He's like 40 plus right now. There's no way he's not a Gen Xer. They've got to be. Gabbard was born 81. So I, Gen Xer. She's, 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 she's a millennial. Iffy. No, 81. 81's got to be Gen Xer. Old millennial. Either way, I would fuck the shit out of Tulsi Gabbard. A millennial is someone who would have been like a teenager or early 20s hitting the millennial. Like that's when they start their adult life. That's yeah, so she would be twenty. Uh, so she would be. I don't know. I, she's kind of I've always, I've always, I've always heard of like millennials were like ones that were young kids in the nineties, pretty much. Like I don't know. Like she would have been. She would like eleven or twelve. Nineties. Yeah, like, she was a nineties kid. Yeah. 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 Eleven or twelve. If you're a nineties kid. You're a millennial. I love when people from like that were born in 1999 share it on Facebook. Like <laughs> only 90s kids, and I'm like, you're a 90s <laughs> fucking for three months. Shut you up. You have to actually be able to remember the 90s, right? Yeah, and, like, and not just like, oh yeah, I had this one memory of me eating crayons in 99. <laughs> like, I'm a 90s kid. No, no, no. Then I got out of the Marine Corps. You, ha- you have to <laughs> be one of those kids that got up at six o'clock on Saturday mornings to sneak downstairs with a pop tart. To watch fucking Spider Man yeah. and all those awesome cartoons back in the day—that's a night. I guess. I guess the uh, she'd be like what what the millennials like call the boomer millennials. The boom. She's got the white monster. Yeah, the white monster. Uh, the white monster. Uh, the white house. Yeah, they, they, everyone always calls them the boomer millennials on the <laughs> internet. They're <laughs> like, the man, Quake was a good game. <laughs> Put the white monster in the white house. Yeah. there we go. Let's do it. They're like, so if you now. want a Gen X president, it has to be. Kamala Harris barely. Ted Cruz. Cory Booker. He's a Republican. He oh, yeah, run. he won't run. Um, or uh, Beto. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of those people. No. <laughs> you don't like Spartacus? Corey I Booker? love Spartacus. I don't like Cory Booker. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's his? Well, we're forgetting the most important guy running for president. Wild Bill Weld. Oh my God, Bill Weld. He's got a fucking slate on the greatest generation. He's so old. (laughs) (laughs) They released the poll numbers. I saw the first Weld versus Trump since he declared. Someone bothered to do that. They did. Somebody (laughs) wasted their time. He is polling at a clean (laughs) eleven percent to seventy-two. That's pretty high for a for a third party guy. No, he's running as Republican. Oh, he's running against. Yeah, he's trying to primary Trump. That's funny. He won't. He's going to get embarrassed. Yeah. Because Trump has no reason he's, to debate him. Yeah, he's not even going to be invited. There's not going to be a Republican debate. No, no. He's not going to get any. I mean, no. CNN might do a town hall for Bill. Right. But even, even Obama or no Trump won't show up to a CNN no. town Well, Trump has thing. no reason to debate Bill Weld. Like, what? It's not like he's close in the polls and he's like, oh, I got to distance myself from this guy. It's like, you're crushing him by over 60% in every poll. Yeah. Why? Like, you have only thing you can only stand to lose if you debate this guy because most people never fucking heard of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Dude, and even even if Trump debated Bill Weld, mentioned in most of these polls. Bill Weld. No, it's like would you vote for Trump against Romney? And there's like twenty percent for Romney. There's fourteen percent for Kasich if he goes up against yeah. him. There's eight percent for Sass. You don't like Ben Sass. Ben Sass grabs ass. <laughs> that's our attack ad on him. We're gonna me too, Ben Sass. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. At least I don't know if it's true. Yeah, no. It, I mean, it, you don't have to. Things don't have to be hey, true. We're, to say we're just asking questions here. Yes, yeah. Ben Sass grab ass. Well, he said it as a statement, but you you posed the question. Going, yeah, see, Ben the Sass would I'm love to have you on. Do you grab you ass? You can't call me a liar if I'm just asking questions. That's yeah. true. So. Yeah, Ben Sass, you need to come on here and defend your is audience. Ben Sass, <laughs> is Ben Sass 
Joe Biden's prodigy? Maybe. No. We don't know. Joe Biden doesn't grab ass. He grabs titties. Okay. Joe Biden is definitely a he titty man. He sniffs hair. And, and hair. He sniffs hair. He's Joe Biden. That is a fucking creepy guy. Dude, I, I saw a meme the other day. It was hilarious. You know that meme where it's like two hands holding each other? They're yeah. like, it, it was, one was dogs. The other one was Joe Biden. And the middle was, oh, he just does that because he's affectionate. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty By, much. Biden, if, if uh, Democrats have any hope of beating Trump at all, they won't run Biden. Who will they run? They don't I have, have anybody. I have no idea, man. I don't. Do you want to know the poll numbers right now? Oh, yeah, what are the poll numbers? Who's Isn't winning? Biden yeah. winning? In New Hampshire, Sanders at 23, Biden at 20.5. That Buttigieg. Buttigieg? The, 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 Buttigieg. Yeah, Buttigieg. That's the mayor, how it's pronounced. I YouTube it the other day. All up on is at 13. Warren's at 7. Harris at 5. Beto at 4.5. Spartacus at 3.5. I don't even know who the fuck Chloe Butcher is. And Who's, I pay attention Yang, to politics. How's Yang Gang? Not, Not even, even on here. No. What? Uh, it's a little bit different. Like, I mean, Bernie like is like a... low to have their numbers registered. Uh, Gillibrand and Gabbard are both at one. Bernie's like an East Coast politician. Of course, everybody over no there is. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, of course, I mean, all everyone... of them, but um, uh, Kamala Harris are East Coast politicians. Yeah. She's a West Coast politician. But, but no, Beto's got the... from Hawaii. Yeah, she's from Hawaii. Right, right. And, well, I mean, she's, she's out of it at this yeah. point. Yeah. She's yeah. Which, is a, which is a shame right. because she's, she's the, the only one ball. that I can halfway decently stand. I know. on social issues, she's a radical leftist like the rest. But, like, her foreign policy is at least good. And none of the rest ever talk about foreign policy. Like, do you ever hear Democrats, like, without Ooh. being asked, mention foreign policy no it's because they're only anti-war when they know they can't get anything passed through mm -hmm. that's the only time they'll actually be anti like the only time they like we're, we've been we've been doing the fucking yemen shit and the syria shit under obama for years and they passed resolution after resolution giving it more and more money and then when it came time you have a republican senate and a republican president you know it's not going to get passed through you try to or, no, you have a Republican president who you know is not going to sign it. We're, oh, we're anti-war now. It's not. It, it's futile. Nothing's going to mm. happen from it. That's exactly why they do it. What? So that was New Hampshire. Biden's winning in Iowa, in Iowa and South Carolina. Oh, Biden's going to win the nomination. I yeah, would say it's, it's going to be the creepiest, touchiest fucking president. You want to be grabbed yeah. by the pussy or the titties? <laughs> you know, if there were the wallet with Bernie, if the Republicans, the Republicans want Biden to win too, because they know Biden is not going to fucking beat Trump. No, like Biden so, is basically the same politician as Hillary, like mm -hmm. on policies a and male everything. Hillary. Yeah, well, see, here's, here's the difference, though. Hillary fucking suicides people, mm -hmm. and I don't think Biden has ever done that. <laughs> well, here's the difference. Allegedly, Hillary is fundamentally, <laughs> personality-wise, an unlikable person. Hillary definitely who, kills people. Who actually likes Hillary Clinton? Allegedly. And definitely. Not a whole lot of people. She, she couldn't motivate her own base to vote for her when she was her. up against Donald freaking Trump. Right. The literal Hitler, if you were to believe right. the left. So nobody likes her. She's the most unlikable politician that I can think of right now. Biden doesn't have that level of unlikability. So he may be the same policy-wise, but people don't always vote based on policy. They base yeah. upon likability. Yeah, dumb fuck uh, voters vote on see, uh, personality than policies. So. That's, that's <laughs> the majority of people. 75% of American <laughs> voters are dumb fucks. I'm yeah, on record of saying that. That's why I don't think most people should why vote. Why would you say something <laughs> so controversial and so brave? Well, that's yeah. what like they fucking... I always see these efforts. They're like, oh, get out the vote. Make sure you get out and vote. I'm like, no, stay the fuck home because yeah. you're probably too fucking stupid to vote. Like, <laughs> you have to be encouraged to yeah. vote. Yeah, don't. Yeah, make yeah. sure you get out and vote. <laughs> what they don't say is they say is they really mean make sure you get out and vote for the person I want because yeah. if you don't do that, then you're a racist piece of shit. And for the record, I'm not a voter too, so that's the, I don't want to be in that 75% of the vote. <laughs> so that's me. That's why I don't vote. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously though, it's like, it's, oh, make sure you get out and vote. No, I honestly would rather people don't vote. No, I actively encourage people not to vote. I do, too. I'm like, you know, don't like, fucking. Hey, guys, remember, uh, exercise your constitutional right. Like, no, don't do that. Unless you know what you're talking I about. Purposely... If you're voting for somebody because he gets up on a chair and weighs around his arms. Is that Beto? Yes. Okay. Stay home. <laughs> well, I, I, if people ask me what election day is, because so I mean, I'm. Back to no, that's when you're going to vote, if you're gonna vote for anything, vote for local. Yeah, politics. local, especially like, like 
referendum, like local um, bonds and stuff. stuff. No, no, vote because against people it. will get people will go out and vote for the bond. Oh, that's oh, true. It's yeah. School, I like schools. Yeah, Fuck you! True. Stop raising my taxes. That's yes. true. Okay, yeah, people, that's a valid more like local politicians and stuff. So we can that affects you more directly anyway. Absolutely, a lot, a lot more quickly. President, the president. I mean, like honestly, the federal elections influence more of like stuff like companies, and they influence more of like oh, outside, foreign policy, yeah, yeah, foreign stuff more than it does the people on fucking home front like. absolutely and you know when people ask me because you know we have our show so i have to semi pay attention to what's going on in the world people oh when, when's election day and i purposely give them the wrong day <laughs> i'm like <laughs> good. if it's tuesday the 4th i'm like yeah man it's tuesday the 11th it's uh yeah <laughs> you know what and if you can get fucking fooled and i've actually had two or three people be like you fucking asshole you told me the wrong day i'm like good because if you can be fooled into not even checking your phone to yeah. google when is election day and i just tell you and you take me at my word thank god you didn't go out and affect the rest of us yeah this day and age if you can attribute like any of your actions or like absence of knowledge you are fucking retarded oh my god because they're just google search yeah no absolutely and and, and it's it's not enough just to only vote if you're not only go to the voting booth at all if you're knowledgeable right but if you go to the voting booth and you see like uh director at MUD or something like that, and you have no idea who the people are or what they do. No, don't, don't just fill in names. Either. Don't just fill in. Oh, yeah. Okay, so when I go to. Like if you, if you I only go, want to vote for president, okay, do right. that. Go vote for president. Don't vote for all this other no, shit. We don't even the know the people running. Again, that's the shit that directly affects you. You go in and you see, oh, power district, I'll just fill in three names. These are the motherfuckers that are raising your rates. Yeah. That's why your rates are higher. The Omaha, like their city council, those are the people that like direct funds towards stuff or like. I always go in and vote no for every judge. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I get rid of them all. I vote no for every judge. I'll write my friends' names in if I don't know. That's one thing. That's one thing I think that American politics does better. Like I really liked when we were talking about uh, last week with um, with Sargon, where he said that like uh, in other countries they don't have the benefit of like knowing their judges. Like their judges. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. That's something I take. Why they don't know their England? Their judges are nameless. Yeah, so they can do whatever they want. They can hand out. It, whatever it punishment takes a lot of effort to dig up who yep. what judge yeah. holds they can, case. Yep, they can hand out whatever judgment they want and yeah, it's a lot of and work. And they don't have out. a written constitution either. No. So it's not like you got your oh, license this for is that. what mm-hmm. this is the and they, I know they don't always follow it here. They most of the time they don't follow it here. But at least you can have a standard that you personally can hold right. people to. Like in the UK and most of the world that doesn't have a written constitution, what what legal standard do you hold them to exactly? Right. Like, what is what are the highest principles that the country's laws are supposed to be based on? Now, even if they don't follow them, if you know them, you can still hold your politicians accountable in right. whatever capacity Facebook you're able. <laughs> well, I mean, even if it's just that, yeah. even if it's just that, at least you're able to hold them to that standard. If you don't have a written constitution, I. England has a fuck ton of problems right now. Yeah. England culturally yes, they legally, the fucking everything. PC police take over, man. Yeah. They, they literally arrest people for mean tweets. They do. They do, yeah. I think it's it's pretty much what, Count it's a lot right? of Europe, man. France is almost like an open revolution right now, now and I hope they do. Around. I hope it spreads through all Europe, honestly. I hope I'm it's not, like I, 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 let me let me clear the record. We're not calling for violence in France here. I just no, really I just, like his <laughs> acts yeah. over there like shrugging <laughs> like, I mean, you gotta yeah. guillotine some fucking politicians yeah, but well, I would say about it, if they guillotine the politicians out they're just gonna replace them with open socialists That's yeah. it's not like they're That's gonna get power. Yep. You know, and it, it's, it's a funny thing because I was listening to a podcast that called Revolutions it's only, that's about revolutions obviously and they go by famous revolutions and they were talking about France and like half the show is dedicated to France because it's just revolution over revolution yeah. after revolution. I'm sitting here thinking, man, France hasn't had a revolution in quite some time. They used to have one like every 10 years. And yep. all of a sudden this yellow vest shit goes down like, oh yes, revolution. It's Maybe happening. That's what you need. Maybe that's- I feel like us like going over there uh, or saying like, yeah, a revolution is like when you're like sitting there watching two people in a bar go like, yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck that dude up, man. No, I don't know. No comment after just, what yeah, happens the the I don't care. I don't care what happens when they're fighting or afterwards. I'm just like, yeah, it was fucking funny. Make those guys <laughs> fight, dude. <laughs> well, um, 
I mean, we, they did help us in our revolution. They so. did, yeah. They, they, they ended up fucking themselves over by doing they that. Did. It's, you know it's really We're crazy. grateful for that. <laughs> it's really crazy, though, how tyrannical their government is right now. Like, it's all over there. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And it's like 100 years ago people or like eh, 300 years ago people would have been like in the streets with guns and like absolutely oh their government made sure they can't do that it's the same so, thing here though it, same thing here. I, it really makes you appreciate i mean our government's fucked up in its own ways it we have problems Definitely. no one is saying america is perfect yeah like, only an idiot would say that right but we're a lot better than everybody else so <laughs> we don't you don't get arrested for tweets you get banned from twitter for, for bad tweets yeah but you're not the government's not going to come knocking on your door taking you no, out to jail we no. freaking own guns here which is huge right most of the of the does any Western European country allow you to? I think person? Switzerland does. Switzerland, oh, yeah. Switzerland, that's, that's Switzerland's a different, different. That's though. a different uh, animal, right there. Yeah. I want to say Italy does too, uh, like to an extent. Well, the I'm point not is, sure. there's not really. Many yeah, there isn't. There isn't a whole I lot mean, of countries there's, in there's, Western. There's, there's parts of this country, like I used to live in the South, and seeing a Confederate flag flying around is like an everyday thing there. It's not no hum. Oh yeah, there's someone with a Confederate flag. Who cares? Yeah. But if, bro, you lost. Take that shit down. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's what the culture is about. But yeah. if the United States, but you can do that mm-hmm. here in the United States. It's part of freedom of speech. Something that the rest of the world, for the most part, doesn't have. They don't actually have free speech. And there, there's efforts in this country to do away with some of those protections. But as of right now, we have that. Western Europe, our closest cultural allies, I guess you could say. More in Canada? <laughs> well, Canada's going down their own. Canada, yeah. Like they're having their own troubles up there. And it's it's amazing to me. Canada's level, like the laughing stock you, of the you world. Talk, you talk to some like people from England or something like that, and people always want to complain about arrogant Americans, right? Fuck yeah. Fucking because we kicked from, your ass. Like, talk about, like, the English are <laughs> arrogant in their own W-O-T. way towards America. Like, oh, you guys have guns. Oh, we're so civilized. We don't need guns right. here. It's like, well, like, your opinion doesn't matter. Gets ran over by cars, yeah. acid attacks in right. the streets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Like, you, when, we, when I lived in England, I was in the military for five years, spent three of it in England. And crime was a really, really serious issue there. Now, it's not like there wasn't violent crime going on there. It's just the, the the fact that it's not committed with crimes is irrelevant if you're getting fucking stabbed or having acid thrown in right. your face. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, but he wasn't shot. That makes it better. Yeah. yeah. No, Ooh. you're an idiot. Well, they say, like, London is more dangerous than anywhere in the U.S. Now. It's more Paris dangerous than New York. Paris is, has been, like, the last, like, 20, 30 years a pretty dangerous city, too. Really? Yeah. Dude, it's, it's – it's, everyone has – just pull up the mental image you have of Paris in your head. Yeah. Beautiful city, freaking Tower. gorgeous, all, all this. And that is true in a little circle yeah. surrounded circle. by this highway. Yeah. Yeah. There's this little circle that's the core of the city that has everything that you think of when you think of Paris in it. Get outside of that circle. Big it's ghetto. fucking trash. Yeah, it's a big ghetto. Really? Yeah. It's like, I believe it. I was I there for it. about three days, and we stayed in a hotel outside that circle. Trash. Was that yep. the military? Uh, yeah, it was when I was stationed in England. I took a weekend trip to Paris. Oh, okay. So everything in that little circle has literally everything you want to see in Paris. Really? Everything, yeah. It's just a little circle that has – it's not like 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 London. Mm-hmm. London, things you want to see are nice and spread out. Yeah. They're not all in but one But London's place. also really dangerous. Parts of – well, any big city is going to be dangerous. Yeah, that's talking, true anyway. But if, yeah. if, you, if you're going to places – if you go to London, there's certain things you want to see. Right. If you go to any of those places, it's safe. They're right. not going to have any problems. Yeah. Well, they got to protect it. Brings it money in. Well, yeah. Paris. In Paris, all that stuff is in one central location, and everything outside it is absolute garbage. And you don't want to go anywhere near any of it. At least you know where to go. Yeah, I guess so. But <sighs> yeah, because like I mean, you, you don't want... see a whole lot of people going to other cities in France. Like you don't see them going to like Lyon or I mean, like I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you another yeah. city in France. It's like there's nothing to fucking see there. <laughs> it's just Paris. I mean, one thing I do regret, like there's a bunch of places I never saw in Europe that I really wish or wish to. I really wish I would have seen the old World War One battlefields. That'll be cool. While I was there. Because you can still see the trench lines. That'll be it's cool. like people still die in France. Yeah, there's still they're a lot like, of like unexploded digging in a farm. Lines. You know, yeah. they'll be tilling their <laughs> oh farm. God. They'll hit an unexploded bomb. 
boom, they're dead. Oh or God. they'll hit a gas canister that never exploded back in World War One. All of a sudden, they got chlorine gas in their lungs. They're dead. There's a there's a really good German movie about uh, after World War One them using German soldiers to clear landmine like land fields. Oh, really? And, and like yeah, a lot of them getting killed because of it. Like using, that's got to like, be like against the Geneva Convention now, though. Uh, yeah, this was like early 1900s. So. Back when they treated <laughs> prisoners the way they should have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, back but, when like you would see like captain like your company commanders in the middle of the military right. just being like yeah just execute him man yeah, we, we were talking earlier about generational differences generational warfare that we deal with now right but i mean for the longest time i i still am i was a big world war one buff and i would right. read and read uh, books about world war one listen to podcasts about it watch there was a youtube channel called the great war that like took you week by week through the have you have war. you watched that uh that um the recent series that came out where they took all of the old footage and colored it but oh, then they added so they won't grow old yeah, Peter yeah, Jackson yeah, 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 it's super good. I you guys should it, watch yeah, it. Yeah, it. But, but the really point good. I was trying to make is that compared to what they were dealing with back then with generational gaps, what we deal with now is is nothing because you yeah. literally had an entire generation of young men. You know, if you were born, say, 1900, you were fucked mm -hmm. because so some in some countries, up to 50 percent of those uh, of men 18 to 20 some years old mm. were killed in that war sent off to war. yeah and russia it, it, it russia wasn't just still those feels... who were killed it's those who were injured who came back blind without limbs well that's even and, worse and, that, and that costs more money like from a war perspective it costs more money for a wounded soldier than a dead exactly war. And Ger it's, germany it's, and russia still feel the population effects from the know, russia's population the is still shrinking because of that yeah but they, it's also all the imagine how many people came home from that war fucked in the head who, 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 they call they call PTSD shell shock. Millions of people who died in that war. I mean, people get PTSD from Iraq, and we and we've suffered three thousand fatalities in that war. Imagine going to war with your entire town, and they all get killed, and you're the mm -hmm. last one left, and you go home, and you're fucked in the head, you're fucking, you're you're messed up. How many people went home from that war? And never lived productive lives after, and then died from the Spanish. Food. How many people? Yeah, we're, we're dying for this. Yeah, yeah, that too. Well, it was a different time because it was like we're going to get in our trench, we're all going to run at their trench, and they're going to shoot at us. And if you're in front, you're probably going to. It was mostly die. it was mostly the artillery in World War One actually that really? killed, was. Yeah. It killed more people. Than, it's well, the only war in which artillery killed. That was more the first war with fire. machine mm -hmm. guns, right? Well, yeah, it was the, the first war with machine war. guns. Yeah. It was the first war with with machine guns. It was the first war with with like modern artillery. Uh, it was the first war with like a lot of modern technology that's still used in warfare. And, and so. here's here's the point I'm trying to make. And Dave Rubin talked about this when he when he came to UNO mm -hmm. is the lack of gratefulness that people have because reading history really gives you a sense of gratefulness for what we have. Mm -hmm. We're not we are not going to be asked to jump into a trench, get mustard gas thrown right. at us, have machine gun fire rain down on us and do that for four years. A lot of young people really take to take it uh, to, for granted that the draft is an instituted man. Like I remember my dad, like people from like my dad's like mm -hmm. older than my dad, like you got having to get drafted to go like Vietnam or Korea yeah. or any war before Vietnam yeah, yeah. was just like expected. And it's yeah. like. Like this, well, this is literally yeah, the best time, to be, the best time to be alive well, you, right now. If you if you are a middle or lower middle class American anywhere in the country, you live a more comfortable life than King Henry VIII. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. Like you, there, that's there's nothing to debate about that. And like just like it brings back to what we were talking about at the beginning, we live in such a comfortable time that people can be outraged over how some guy plays a video game on his YouTube channel. Right? Yeah. Like, not even how the video game was made. Like, this guy decides to break the rules of a game and fucks around, and you're outraged about that. Like, yeah. you should be out. thankful that you have the time to get upset about that. Well, one, one of the biggest nonsensical outrages I saw, do you remember when Liam Neeson had that interview? And he said, back when I, I think in his early 20s or late teens, he said that a female friend of him oh, I do was raped yeah. by a black man. Yeah. And he said that he was in such a rage that he went out seeking to get into a fight with a black man. He's like, 
And he would, he, in this interview, he was expressing remorse about it, yeah. saying that was fucked up of me. I never should have had, had just, that mindset. Honestly, and people were upset about he's that. He's tone deaf, though, because in today's society, if you want to keep yourself relevant, he just should have never fucking talked about it. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, from a business and marketing perspective, he never should have brought it up. No, you're right about that because the back, say, like 10 years ago, not even that long ago, right? if someone came out, had made a heartfelt acknowledgement of something wrong that they did and apologized for right. it, that could get, that would be forgiven right. back in the day. Yeah. Shamelessness is the only way to stay ahead of the social justice mob these days. This is why everything bounces off Donald Trump. Right. He's shameless. Well, if I mean, doesn't care about the criticism, he's absolutely shameless about it. If you acknowledge it and apologize for it, they eat you. that's when yeah, you one. get killed. Well, it's like, I, yeah, we talked I, with Sargon about the Kevin Hart tweets. Yeah. Where he was like, mm -hmm. they, they didn't want to let him host the Grammys. And, you know, if you would have apologized, and he didn't get to host the Grammys, whatever. Nobody fucking watches that other no, yeah, nobody left a circle anyway. jerk anyway. Or was it the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever? I, they're all a joke. Yeah. If he would have apologized, it would have ruined his career. He's fine now. He basically told him, eat a dick. I already apologized when I issued the tweets. I'm not apologizing for three-year-old tweets. You can yeah. fuck off. No, you really shouldn't. You no. Know? He's and still do doing movies. He's still no. doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, the fuck cares? Like, right. That's like, I mean. It, the, those, those like, angry people on the internet really only have about as much power as the as you give them. Yeah. They yeah. Give them. yeah. Honestly, loud, them, like, people obnoxious. fucking bitching and complaining on the internet could literally do nothing if people just ignored it. Like, they don't do anything in their daily lives either. Anyway, yeah. That's what they do. It's like people that are sitting there bored at work. And they just, they fucking play on, they go out and they troll the internet. Dude, people literally bitch and complain about fucking people wanting to donate money to the French cathedral burn burning right. down. And they're all like, oh, why don't you just donate that money to fucking saving all the trees and stuff? It's right. like, well, I don't know, why don't, why don't you, you donate, donate the yours? fucking money, yeah. dude? No, like, it's because you don't have money because yeah. you're broke and you troll the internet instead of finding just, a fucking job. I'm like, dude, is that really going to ruin, really ruin your fucking day that somebody does one good thing Who as opposed a to shit. a different good yeah, thing? Like, it's, it's not serious, as good bro? as my good thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's that's what really annoys me, especially self-proclaimed socialists these days. This wasn't like people doing that weren't even social. A lot of them were like right-wing people that right. were yeah, they were like conservative people that were like, well, well why don't, don't you vote for to give the money to some other conservatives? Benefit? Be upset that you're donating to a church because you're not donating to something else. It's not my yeah. church. Yeah, not my church. church. It's a French church. Who cares about the French church? To, to get to. Um, these people don't actually live what they talk. Like take Bernie Sanders, for instance. I'm not going to criticize him for being a millionaire because you know what? Whatever. A millionaire. He's a millionaire. He's part of the 1%. He earned his way into that right. by conning a bunch of millennials into believing his bullshit. Okay, fine. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his million dollars. What does he do with that? Does he help the poor? Does he donate to people who need it? Does he give up? He buys a, little, a summer house. Yeah. Does he, does he, does he, does he use one of his three mansions <laughs> To house refugees, he didn't do any of that. He doesn't feel any personal responsibility to actually making the world a better place. No, he wants mm -hmm. the government to do anything. He doesn't want to do anything personally, and that's the, that's 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 the insidious thing about socialism is it takes away personal responsibility to actually do good and places all the responsibility on politicians. And politicians are fuckheads. Yeah, and they're not going to do shit, and they're they're Literally incapable of doing anything good. You know, fucking. Mm -hmm. House of Cards is probably the most accurate representation of what Washington is yeah, to an extent. Not I mean, they, crazy, they embellish but... a little bit, but yeah. I mean, well, I mean, would you be surprised at all to find out that some of the most politicians in Washington actually murder people? Oh no, I mean, no, 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 they don't do it themselves. They, they get people murdered. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out tomorrow that. I mean, we already know that Hillary Clinton does it. So, guys, I mean, guys, allegedly. Seth Rich was not murdered. He was just robbed by being shot multiple times, execution style, and they never took any of his belongings. I do not okay, have any was... information that would lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. I would like yeah. to point that out. I have no information. People I do. Been, Bring it on, you dried up old cunt. People have been people have been a poli uh, politically assassinating their political opponents for since the beginning of politics. So I mean, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Three times. So. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if like American politicians did that shit. Yeah, and, like, the, and those really... are the people. Those are the people that a very large part of this country want to put in charge of our health care, want to put in charge of our retirement, want to have 
all the guns in this country and have yeah. leave the rest That's of us completely defenseless. Is, is Trump Hitler or should only the government have guns? Like, is, is Trump Hitler or should I give all my guns to Hitler? Is that what no, you're saying? No, you just shouldn't have a fully automatic assault a rifle capable semi-auto. of, capable <laughs> of killing 3,000 rounds a second. According to Beto O'Rourke, a weapon of war. <laughs> or Bill Well, a weapon of mass destruction. Weapon of mass murder, <laughs> AR-15. That's right. That's my fucking... Well, well, and then there's you want to put the people who can't a keep track of Hillary Clinton's emails mm-hmm. or b deliver mail without going bankrupt in charge of your health care. Like, really? Is that that's really what well, we it'll do? save us money and no. give us better care? No, well, <laughs> here's the thing about it they always say, Oh, it's going to save us money. No, it's not. No, that's not because it nothing, anyway. whenever the government does something and they make an estimate of how much it's going to cost, Way triple that. And then you're somewhere closer right. to where it's going to be. Absolutely. The only thing the government's really good at doing is like waging Killing war. Killing shit. Yeah, yeah, waging war. And that's only they because don't they don't do let that the that private sector do There is so much waste in the DOD. It's uh, not there is, but I mean, they're going to do it a lot better than like a uh, private military would do you it. So? Yeah, because of private, yeah. you know, private, well, I mean, like private militaries for one haven't really fought like a war. They haven't given them a chance. Yeah. What if you gave mercenary, they might be able to do it more efficiently. Mercenary work's been illegal for like almost 200 years. Or a hundred plus years. I mean, so. what, but, what is a security contractor but a mercenary they can't by go, a different name? They can't go and attack. They can only defend. Security contractors? Yeah, security oh, really? attackers can only defend. I So what I always said is, or what I think, and I've kind of made up my mind about this, is like if what we should do with with Mexico is they should let private militaries go over and go push the drug cartels out of Mexico and like let Why haven't they tried to do that because well, it's illegal so no well nato according to nato mercenaries are illegal really yeah you can't have a full, like a private company we see the thing and they don't that. they don't want it to be like a, have it be like medieval europe was because that's basically how medieval europe was but it's like people were just really rich they had their own armies and they fought each other all the, the time the, that's pretty awesome the problem <laughs> with that though is you'd have to pay the mercenaries better than the drug cartels do. Yeah. So, Shit. Because otherwise, the drug drug, you'll just have drug mercenaries versus government mercenaries. That's, they'll be killing each other. It's just like those cops that like busted in and they arrested each other. One yeah. was an undercover drug buyer. The other was an undercover drug dealer. It's the most productive thing they've ever well, done. Well, if they don't want to risk American military lives to go do it, because clearly the Mexican military can't do it, pushing the drug cartels out of Mexico would directly benefit the United States by not letting drugs be funneled into the United States. Like Legalized drugs. Uh, that's yeah, not going st- to stop the, the like GOP minus that like drug addicts like affect it on. What do you mean? Like the or like they affect that uh, like on the GOP that they G- estimate Republicans. No, that no on the, the GOP G- or, or, or GDP. Yeah, excuse me. GOP. Yeah, the GDP. Gross. Yeah, the on the GDP that like people that are addicted to like or stuff that they peddle in or, or like affect on it. So I don't know. I think it would because I think if you can get it from a legal source instead of a you know the cartel, it would be a legitimate business. So it's going to be the same thing. It's just the cartels are going to get taxed on it like a certain percentage. Well, they'd have to operate legitimately. Yeah. The big difference is this. It will be safer if you're getting it from a legit source. They use because it's like with alcohol because like if you go to the bar and you say I want a shot of Jack Daniels, you get a shot of Jack Daniels. You don't how get this shit that's like 200 proof and much, it kills how you. How much time do we have left? Like three minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to get all into the into the arguments then because we only have three minutes. But I would suggest anyone who's interested in, in informing themselves on this issue, Chasing the Scream is a very, very good book on the drug issue. Let me look up. Chasing the Scream. Chasing the Scream. Uh, I heard about it on the Tom Woods show. I'm going to look up the author of it. But it's a book that's specifically about the drug war and its effects on the country and people and you'd you'd be surprised how few people that use hard drugs actually get addicted to it. it's like two three percent of people who use heroin meth all these well i mean the, the, actually become addicted the actual hard reason. drug users aren't really what bug, bugs me about the stuff it's the illegal trade and the, well, yeah, the like the, the fighting and the murder that all goes that, on behind all of that is a direct result of prohibition itself it was that way with alcohol back in the day right and the iron the iron law of prohibition is this that if you make something illegal only the most hardcore version of that will exist. Exactly. And when, just keep when, coming up when with alcohol ones, like pre- When alcohol yeah. prohibition became a thing, beer, the most popular drink by far, 
mm-hmm. in the country be- almost disappeared and it was replaced with the hardest alcohol oh, you can moonshine. get. Yeah. Exactly, because when it's illegal, you need the biggest bang for your buck. The book is by Joan and Harry. It's a great book, Chasing the Scream. Um, so beer disappeared and the hardest of hardcore liquors took its place. When prohibition was repealed, all that hardcore moonshine stuff that made you blind, it essentially went away and beer again became the well, most. Well, I mean, it was, they had somebody looking over their shoulder. I mean, it's somewhat like, like I was saying earlier, it's you go, you order a shot of Jack Daniels from your bartender, you know, you're getting a shot of Jack Daniels. Right. You're not going to get something that's 190 proof yeah, that it kills you or yeah. yeah. And it makes you go blind. When you go to the Coke dealer, and you say, I want some cocaine, you don't know if that's going to be laced with fentanyl and it's going to fucking kill you. You have yeah. no way of knowing that. There's no guarantee. I mean, it's they, not a legitimate they, business. They put, babies, that's why it's they put baby people. formula in a lot of these drugs in order yeah. to, you know, it's, it weighs the same. You can't tell the difference. Right. So they cut it with, with other substances that are going to kill you. Whereas back, everyone knows that Coca-Cola used to have actual Coke in it. Right. Well, I mean, oh, it had Coca leaves. Yeah, But it was in very, very small amounts. People used to sell heroin and stuff like that in very, very, good old very days. small amounts. Yeah, the cowboy days. You know, yeah. as, as, as medicine. And, and addiction rates weren't any worse back then than they are now. No, if people have, if, if these drugs are legal and people are, are able to get them legally, they might use them, but in the very small and safe doses that they were using them in back in the day before do the drug was. Do you think that's a good comparison though? Because now people have like a lot more recreational time than they did back well, then. Well, there's, there's like, also the idea, and not to just cut you off, but um, just snowball on what he said, is when people. If it's legal, I think people are more likely to seek help because they're not afraid their doctors are going to call the cops mm-hmm. or, you know, the this, people this in the happened meetings are going to. In Portugal, this happened in Switzerland where they decriminalized the use of hard drugs and people were actually able to get help yeah. without the fear of being locked in a cage with rapists and murderers. You know, you, you, you throw drug abusers in giant rape cages and let them out after a few years. Are they better? Are they better for society? After well, that, what, what happens is before? what happens is if I get arrested today and I go for heroin or whatever, mm-hmm. and I go to jail, I'm going to have on my record for the rest of my life, even if I never touch another drug in my life, it's going to say Caleb Salvatore was a heroin addict. And every time I apply for a job, that's going to be on my background check. It's going to be hard for me to get work. What am I more likely to end up repeating going back mm-hmm. into the drug cycle and back you don't you know you guys don't think though that we could we could like uh treat kind of how europe does with the drug addictions where it's mm-hmm. more of a, a, a health disease than it is like a so, criminal offense I mean, without might, actually legalizing I, it is and it that is a health problem but my issue with yeah. that is with addicts you can't make them get help or they'll start using again yeah it's more often if you look at people like what's legal alcohol if you look at alcoholics, ones that go to rehab or AA meetings or treatment or whatever on their own versus ones that the state says you had a DUI, you have to go. The success rate is much higher for those people to go voluntarily. If you mm. don't want to get sober on your own, you're not going to do it. It's typically yeah. how it works. And, and that's tons of research. For on me, that. it's also a principal thing because I think if you want to put heroin in your own body, I don't have the right to put you in a rape cage because you right. did that. I mean, it's there's two things. It's it's the it's the principal libertarian me being for legalization because that's the libertarian position and that's what I believe in. And it's the practical thing too because if you do it, addiction rates will go down, violence will go down because most of the the gang violence we have in this country is drug related. If you make it legal, yeah. that right. source of revenue disappears overnight for them. Right. And there's there's still going to be gangs. There's still going to most of it's, most of, it's most of the drug gang violence that directly affects the United States is more of cocaine and, and marijuana yeah. illegal yeah. movement. I mean there, so. there's still going to be problems with crime, but the biggest biggest revenue stream that these crime that these crime gangs and cartels have will disappear overnight. That'll mm-hmm. instantly make things better. Even see addiction rates go up a little bit. It's still better to have those cartels out of business because how many thousands of people are killed impoverished or just have their lives made miserable i don't think not in the united states no. but by the by the but it affects uh, right. the third world countries how many people how many people fled the united states because their countries are such shitholes because these cartels make their lives miserable there and that has probably much that, the, the everybody problems created by that yeah have, have ripple effects that affect the united states in some very serious ways i don't mm. think the addiction rate would go up because honestly i don't I, either i think i can speak for everyone in this room 
I don't know a single person that if they legalize meth today would go out and smoke it tomorrow. That's not already on. I don't know. I don't know really anybody personally that's on meth. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't, I don't know anyone. Like, that's what I'm saying though. It's people that aren't already doing it. The people that want them are already doing it. Mm -hmm. We've had the education for long enough. Mm -hmm. Meth, heroin, crack. It's bad. Mm -hmm. No one's going to go out and try it. Coke or weed, maybe they're not meth, as bad. The meth, the meth problem is really bad anymore now because of the because of the opioid. Thing, yeah, yep. yeah, because it's cheap. Because legal drugs. Opioid, yeah. Because illegal drugs. And here's the thing about it. the underlying issue that causes addiction in the first place is that people's people who use these addictive drugs a lot primarily do it because their lives are absolutely miserable, mm -hmm. and the only thing that makes them feel better is the use of drugs. Putting them in rape cages isn't going to solve it so that they problem. Can never get another or they got a or they got a toothache and the doctor prescribed them fucking opioids. It's just going to exasperate the issue because now they can't find a job. Now they're outcasts. Now they've been raped in prison twenty times. Right. And they're fucking dealing with PTSD from that. Yep. They get out of jail. They're going to go right back to it because now their lives are even shittier than yep. they were before, and they 100%. were already shitty enough to use hard drugs. 100%. So now they're. I mean, you're looking at suicide. You're looking at. all kinds of shit to be abolished for that reason alone because the practical effects on it have long lasting ripple effects that affect people on many levels sound like Donald Trump here many levels many, it many affects levels. Us. it's many. bad it's evil whatever Believe but also me. because I believe that individuals own their own bodies and they have the right to use them whatever the way they want so long as they aren't hurting other people. So if you want to shoot your own arm up with heroin and die in an overdose, that's on you. Just don't expect me to pay your medical bills, Barry Sanders. <laughs> and that's you. one way to end it. Yeah. Cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me plug my podcast before oh, yeah, we go. Let him plug yeah. Please Remember, do. guys, Roads to Liberty is my podcast. I am the co-host of the Token and Hop Show. It's a fun show we just recorded. Last night, we do a live stream every Friday night at 9 o'clock. Uh, it's roads to roads number 2 liberty.com. Check out our Facebook page. It just passed 4,000 likes. That was, really, yeah. that was really exciting. Dope. So check it out, guys. Thanks, man. Yep. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Peace out, y'all. See ya.